0: Hey, hey, hey everyone, Libby Switzer here. I'm just here to remind you if you want to order a shirt and get it before Christmas, you have one week to do so. Orders need to be in by December 15th to ensure it gets there by Christmas. The website is www.thefullcup.com. And we just added a new shirt that says Recovering Perfectionist, one of my favorites. Anyway, uh, check them out if you haven't, and if you have, Thank you so much for the support. It's very much appreciated. And here is your episode, I think, 37 of The Full Cup. Enjoy.
1: Hey, Libby. I was just listening to your podcast and the podcast that I'm on right now is a QA and a once and I heard a lot of people asking how do you love somebody that has hurt you so bad or is so rude to you and I just wanted to share something that I learned and maybe it might help some of your listeners too but I was getting ready to marry a girl who told me that she had been sexually abused by somebody and when I found out I was really angry You know, I was filled up with hate, and it was something I dwelled on for a long time. And I was thinking really bad thoughts about what I could do to this person to get it back, because they deserved it, and it wasn't fair that they did what they did. And I was praying like crazy, because the, the hatred was consuming me so bad. It was just eating me up. And one day, I finally just had this thought pop into my head, that the pain and the hell that this person is going through because of what they've done and the guilt that they're living with in their own life, the fact that they grew up in a life where, or in a household or whatever, where they didn't understand the same truths that I understood. They didn't have the same happiness as that I understood. I, I learned to have sympathy really quickly, and I felt bad for the person. And I wanted to help him, and I remember thinking, man, if I ever run into him at a gas station or anything, that I just wanted to walk up to him and give him a hug or just go and say, hey, I hope you know that Jesus loves you, your Heavenly Father loves you, and there's people out there who care about you. I just wanted him to feel loved after realizing that he was in pain. There was something that your dad said one time that he's talking about how we all have problems. Everybody has problems. And it clicked in my head. Everybody has background problems. We have different issues with our parents or different issues with other people, different incidents in our life who have changed who we are. And so now, you know, dealing with the, the first thing that I've just told you about, and after listening to your dad's podcast, if I have somebody that's being rude or hard to be around I'm sympathetic towards them and I I feel this love for them because I understand that somewhere in the background there's a trauma that they've dealt with too that's making them act out or act the way that they're acting and it's not truly that they're a bad person or that they intend to be mean it's just their way of reacting to their life and I just want to let you guys know I'm really grateful for your podcast I love what you guys are doing and it's really helped me out a lot. It's helping me be a better parent to my kids. It's helping me and my wife have a better relationship. I'm not very good at opening up and explaining the way that I feel to my wife. I try and hide everything because I feel like I'm supposed to be this strong husband that nothing ever bothers, and it's been hard on my wife. And so now I'm learning to talk to her, and we're building a better relationship. And it's just been a really good thing, and I'm really grateful for what you guys are doing. So, I hope you guys know that you're loved and appreciated for all that you're doing. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we're going to start off. First of all, I have that guy's permission to share that, but I didn't ask if I should could share his name. So, we'll just call him Dan. Jack. Okay. Jack. Jack. Dan Jack. <laughs> anyway, hey, Dad, what do you think?
2: Well, I, I'm Dan. so so appreciative of what Dan offered to us today. I think he's right on target. Uh, in the years that I was doing child protection, uh, that one year where I had all those children who had been uh, beat or burned to death, I was very, very bitter. I was bitter and angry that he would let that happen. I was bitter, bitter at the parents, the men and women who killed those children. And I carried that for a long time, and I wanted to be an avenging angel and go take care of business on each one of those. Just give me five minutes with every one of them what I learned in my own life was exactly the same thing. There's a lot of trauma that everybody faces in this world. And there are basically two kinds of trauma. There's perpetrator trauma and there's victimization trauma. Victimization trauma is you did this to me and you've hurt me and I have to work this out. And in a minute, we're going to talk about those four steps we go through to resolve that.
0: Yeah. And this guy is talking about. That type of trauma, perpetrator trauma. And also, I just think it's really impressive how he just kind of came to that conclusion praying, deciding to have empathy for these people, seeing it from their side, understanding that they have had problems and issues. Like, that's a very mature and healthy stance to take. I don't think a lot of people naturally go there. And he said he worked hard and prayed and. And it took him a while, but sounds like a, a pretty cool guy.
2: Kind of sounds like Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of sounds like Jesus, which is awesome. So, like People who understand that, that Jesus loves you no matter what, even when you're, you've done bad things, when they know that, they kind of carry it with them and you can feel it just from being around them. And they're the kind of people you want to be around.
2: I, in think, my I think it's especially important what he said and what you've said. So there's three components. The people who have been hurt by what's happened to our child, our girlfriend, our wife, our husband, or somebody. There's that that has to deal with all of that trauma that's still part of victimization trauma. This has victimized me by what you've done to them. It is in my experience, though, that the more difficult type of trauma is perpetrator trauma when it's victimized trauma, I get to point my finger at you and say, you did this to me, or you did this to these children, or you did this to these people. Perpetrator trauma is when those fathers who killed their children, or those people who raped that person, or those boys who raped that those other boys, or whatever the case might be, they are perpetrators. And they may still want to say well you had it coming or you brought it on me or and they want to blame everybody but when it comes to finally dealing with it instead of pointing the finger towards somebody like we do when we've been victimized we start to point and then we realize i've got to look at myself and the perpetrator then has to look at himself and say oh my goodness what the hell have i done i can't believe i've done this i have to deal with this will i ever be able to resolve this And a lot of times people medicate with it. A lot of people end their lives early. I think it shortens lives on both sides with both kinds of trauma, whether we've been traumatized with victimization or whether we've been traumatized by perpetration. Both are extremely difficult. Each of you may want to guess out there for each of you, do you think it's more difficult to overcome something that's happened to me and those rats did that to me, or is it more difficult the perpetrator who now has to look at himself and say i can't believe that i've done this how can i ever resolve this well i think
0: think a lot of times a perpetrator (laughs) is also a victim like lots of people who have sexually abused someone were sexually abused themselves so they're still going to blame 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 which which may make sense like they also Bad things happen to them. And it's not an excuse, but it is something that needs to be dealt with and... I don't know. Am I wrong?
2: No, you're right. We've known for years that over 90% of the people who perpetrate victimization upon children, either abuse or sexual abuse, were perpetrated upon them. They were victimized themselves by somebody else, and oftentimes they're trying to return. It's almost like we return to that place in our life, and what do we find ourselves doing? We're out here molesting somebody else because this happened to me. That's what happens with perpetrators. And it does not mean just because ninety percent of the people who abuse were abused. Yes, they were. But it doesn't mean because all of the people who've been abused are going to be perpetrators. That exactly. doesn't yeah. and a lot There's of people, assume, million oh, people who are he's like, he's been abused, no, I would so he's gonna abuse others. That doesn't necessarily no. happen.
0: And there are, I'm sure a lot of people who have been abused would be greatly offended by that assumption that they might become an abuser, you yeah, know. Yeah. So
2: so today, what we're going to talk about is how we fix that and how the people I've treated the last 45 years learn how to overcome horrible trauma that's happened to them. And we're even going to talk, if we have time today, perpetrators who've done horrible things themselves. Yeah.
0: Is it the same kind of work, whether you're a victim of trauma or whether you're a perpetrator of trauma?
2: It's been my experience that the, the process <laughs> is still the same. Okay. So what we're going to do for today, uh, Libby is going to be a victim. And we're going to have you run through some things, and I'm going to give you some lines. Uh, So we're going to start with you with this process. So let's imagine now that this happened to you many years ago. Maybe you're 45, like the women that I saw, and she comes in, and I first saw her when she was about 17, and then I didn't see her for a long time. She went through some difficulties. She came back to see me when she was about 45. And at 45, now she's saying... uh, I want to be intimate with my husband, but I, I don't like him to touch me. It, it just is, it, it's not a good thing for me. Well, what we know is that as we've talked in earlier of the, our, our uh, these radio things, what we call them, uh, pod- podcasts. Yeah. We, we've talked about how a lot of times the history that we have creates what, the neurolinguistic people used to call uh, neurological unconscious submodalities, or what we're now calling, uh, very simply, we're calling the history can give us lenses through which we view the world. Uh-huh. Not only does it give us those lenses, sometimes it gives us anchors, like a song on the radio. Yeah, we hear the song and oh yeah, it reminds me of. And sometimes you even remember the history. But yeah, sometimes,
0: which is bad if you were had bad things happen to you, sexually abused, and then. You want to be intimate, and it takes you right back to that.
2: Yes, and time. you you may not even remember the history when that happened to you because sometimes the anchor comes on. You don't remember the car you were driving around when that radio was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that radio reminds me in junior high. We had so much fun. You remember that? Where were we? You we were in that car. Uh, you don't remember the history, yeah. but the feeling comes back, and that's a very positive anchor or a neurological submodality, but we have negative Yes, submodalities and anchors. And these are the things that happen with a lot of people. And so she comes in and says, I I love my husband, I really do, and I wish that was a part of my life. It was a part of my life when I was young. I was excited about being married, all of these things. And then she recounted to me some horrible things that happened to her when she was about 22. And not only did that traumatize her, but other things, the way people handled it. Uh, She was talking to somebody one time about this man who raped her, and he said to her, Well, what were you dressed like? <laughs> yeah. And she just was in absolute shock. What? I'm talking to you about this trauma that I went you, and you asked me that question? Ah, and there was uh, no empathy, there was no yeah. understanding. It was almost like, well, obviously you had something to do. Uh-huh. There's three parts of this: there's the perpetrator, there's the victim. And also, there's usually a tremendous amount of guilt on both parts. Now, we're going to get to that in a minute, but right now, we're going to pretend now that this has happened to you, okay? Okay. And what we're going to do is we're going to bring into the room today the fellow who did that to you, all right?
0: I don't like this
1: one.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, we're just going to say, um, we'll call him uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, you were my friend.
0: You, oh, that's what an a-hole. You were my friend.
2: At one time. At before one time. This, okay? I was your friend.
0: I was your friend.
2: I really did like you. I liked you. And I wanted you to like me. And
0: I wanted you to like me.
2: And I thought you did like me. And
0: I thought you did.
2: Okay, so the first is the recognition. The one is the feelings. Uh-huh. Okay, the feelings we have about that. Now number three. But you hurt me.
0: But you hurt me.
2: You wronged me.
0: You wronged me.
2: You touched me inappropriately.
0: You touched me inappropriately.
2: And we don't necessarily have to go into all of the detail that happened. Mm -hmm. But the number three is, this is what you did, and it hurt me, and it's messed with me. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. And some people leave it there, bury it, and say, it's gone. Uh, This has happened a number of times. Uh, Somebody just recently in my office said, well, he said to me for the next two years, I never did that to you. I never, and now I'm questioning, did it happen or didn't it happen? And it would almost be easier for her to say it didn't happen uh-huh. because to her, Barry, and saying it didn't happen. Okay, it didn't happen. But why does she come in to see me five years, 20 years, 30 years later, and she's saying there's something might be there? Uh-huh. Well, the key still is going back to that time, and we do it in gestalt. So uh-huh. what we're going to do now is we're going to imagine that this guy is sitting in the mm-hmm. room with you. And I'd okay. like you to tell him, We already went through those first two. Mm-hmm. You were my friend, I was your friend. I liked you. I wanted you to like me, but you wronged me. Ouch, and you were wrong. Okay. And we may spend some time doing that. So we'll just shorten it today. I'd like you to say, ouch, ouch, you, you were wrong. You were wrong. And you hurt me. And you hurt me. And sometimes people want to spend or need to spend many sessions just dealing with that. Yeah. The fourth goes like this. But I'm learning now. <clears throat>
0: but I'm learning now.
2: How to think independently.
0: How to think independently.
2: I've learned about emancipation.
0: I've learned about emancipation.
2: I've learned what Viktor Frankel taught me.
0: I've learned what Viktor Frankel taught me.
2: Whatever the Auschwitz, whatever the o- Nazis do to me in Auschwitz.
0: Whatever the Nazis do to me in Auschwitz.
2: I can get free from that.
0: I can get free from that.
2: The world can do what it will to me.
0: The world can do what it will to me. To
2: me physically. Physically. But I get to decide what I think.
0: But I get to decide what I think.
2: Oftentimes what I remind people that we've talked about in earlier, you and I have talked about the soul is made from a body and a spirit. Is that correct? Mm -hmm.
0: Yes.
2: In the red part, we have been traumatized. We've been victimized. We've been raped or hurt. Mm -hmm. That's the red. Mm -hmm. But in the white, we can step aside and say, this world can do whatever it will to me physically but I will never again allow you to decide what I think and what I feel. So I'd like you to say that if you can. Can you remember that or do you want me to walk you through it?
0: Um, The world can do whatever it wants to me, but it will never decide for me how I think and how I feel.
2: And oftentimes the purpose says, I'm 52, I'm 45, I'm 22. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. So I say, then we're going to stop here and we're going to go back to other places in your life. So what I'd like you to do.
0: They're saying, I can't be free free, and be in control of what I think and what I feel. I think it's a very, I was just talking to a friend the other day who I was just like, like they were just talking about how this uh, family member needs to change and needs to change and needs to change. And once they change, then things will be better. And I, I just kind of like nodded, smiling, but, but I'm just like, yeah, that's a hard, it's a hard thing to tell someone, first of all, like, well, can you change them? I don't know if you can change them. What else could you do? What other options? Like, how do I drop a hint? Or how do I help this person? Because, Peace might not ever be made because you can't change that person. You can only change yourself. You can only change how you think and how you feel. And if you're going to let that person bother you or mess with you. But it is a foreign concept to the masses.
2: <laughs> it appears to be
0: a foreign concept. It appears thing. to
2: be. I believe that's why I think my job is the best, the easiest job that I've ever had, I think, as a therapist, because I understand this principle, I believe that the gift of agency, call it free agency, if you don't like the religious, go to the psychology, emotional independence independence that I'm learning to do. So what we do is we're going to leave that trauma, maybe for several sessions, maybe for months, and we're going to go back into your childhood. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go back to elementary school and picture a time where somebody wasn't nice to you. Maybe some of the girlfriends treated you poorly or hurt your feelings. Can you think of that for a minute? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'd like you to just pretend we're going to put Sally that offended you and treated you mean. Okay. Okay. I'd like you to tell as if Sally's here, Sally, I'm not going to let that hurt me anymore.
0: Sally, I'm not going to let that hurt me anymore.
2: That really did hurt me. That
0: really did hurt me.
2: But I'm going to get free from you.
0: But I'm going to get free from you. And I'm
2: not going to let that hurt and me I'm anymore. I'm
0: not going to let it hurt me
2: anymore. Okay, now I want you to shift over here and now you're Sally. Uh-huh. Sally, did you just hear what Libby said? Yeah. Sally, don't you think you can still mess with Libby?
0: So, sorry, the thing I was picturing, Sally is saying, actually... Well, I didn't really mean to hurt her feelings in the first place.
2: That's nice. That's <laughs> even better if you yeah. go there, okay? Let's have one who still said, no, I, I was mad at you because I was jealous of you and I treated you poorly. Okay, okay? okay. you got that one? Okay, yeah. I and was... I'd like to tell her, I'm not going to let that mess with me.
0: I'm not going to let that mess with
2: me. I'm, I'm so free from you, I can even like you.
0: Yeah, I can even like you.
2: I'm not going to let your meanness mess with me.
0: I'm not going to let your meanness mess
2: with me. Now I'd like to be Sally again. Okay. Hi, Sally. Did uh-huh. you hear what Libby just said? Uh-huh. She said she's going to get free, and your meanness isn't going to mess with her anymore. How Do you believe her, Sally? Uh, no. I'd like to say, I don't believe her. I don't her. believe her. I can still mess with her. I you. can mess with her. So I'll ask you again, Libby. Who gives this girl the ability to mess with you? I do. Are you sure? Yes. How old are you now?
0: Well, now I'm 40.
2: So I'd like you to go back to that little girl who was 10, Mm -hmm. and I'd like you to instruct her, I know how to think for myself now.
0: I know how to think for myself.
2: And I'm not Mm going to let a snot-nosed 10-year-old mess with me anymore. And I'm not
0: going to let a snot-nosed 10-year-old mess with me anymore.
2: Okay, now I'd like you to be 10 again. Okay. Did you hear what this older you just said? Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like you to tell Sally again. Sally, I'm done.
0: I'm done, Sally.
2: I'm not letting you mess with me. I'm not
0: letting you mess with me.
2: Now be Sally again.
0: Okay.
2: Sally, if you ran into Libby at the grocery store and went up to her and treated mean and was rude to her again, could you still get to her? No. What? Do you mean you can't mess with her anymore? No. Well, let me ask you this, Sally. On one side, that might bother you a little bit because you can't mess with her anymore. But is there any part of you that might even respect Libby more and actually relieve your burden because of the crap that you did? Yeah. Even though you know you were a mean spirit, a little twit at 10, Libby has gotten free from that and can still even love you because she's so free from you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did that little 10-year-old you do that?
0: The older me did it.
2: Okay. The older did it and taught the 10-year-old. Did the 10-year-old know it now? Yeah. And so what we do is we go find Libby at 10 and 15. Let's go to Libby's mom and dad. Like you say, mom and dad, I love you guys to pieces. I
0: love you guys to pieces. But I've
2: learned to emancipate. But I've learned
0: to emancipate. I'm not
2: eating those vegetables, I'm not unless, eating I choose the vegetables unless I it's choose them. It's called emancipation. It's called emancipation. I hope you're not offended, mom and dad. Oh,
0: you're offended. But <laughs> I got to do what I got to do.
2: I'm not going to let you mess I'm with me gonna anymore. I'm
0: not going to let you mess with me.
2: Okay. Now, do you hear the deer going down the pathway in your brain? Uh What are you doing in your brain with those paths?
0: I'm just creating healthier neural pathways.
2: Which is personal empowerment or free agency.
0: Or independence of thought.
2: There you go. Now I'd like you to go back to, how old are you now? (laughs) You're 45, is that right, when all this stuff happened? Okay, now I'd like you to tell that perp again. You heard me. You hurt me. No more. No more. I'm not letting you mess with me. I'm not
0: letting you mess with me.
2: And all of those little girls, those younger women, whether she's 6 or 10 or 15, has learned about becoming personally empowered and created this neural pathway of personal empowerment to think for herself. And now she can say, you could do what you would to me physically what you did, but I'm not giving you space in my brain anymore.
0: Uh, You could do what you did to me, what you physically did, but I'm not giving you space in my brain anymore.
2: I decide what I think and feel.
0: I decide what I think and
2: feel. I'm done with you.
0: I'm done with you.
2: Now I'd like you to be the perp again. Did you hear what she just said? Uh Uh-huh. Can you still mess with her?
0: Mm, Probably not.
2: Now, and we keep doing that. Now let's go to some other places that become extremely powerful. I go to people and I ask them about their religion. Mm-hmm. Do you have a perception of a supreme being? Yes. Now, a lot of people have a perception of a supreme being. But as we talked about in one of the earlier sessions, oftentimes our perception of our supreme being is learned from our earliest authoritative figures in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, it's usually our mother, our father, a teacher, somebody who has yeah. the most authority. It could be grandma. And we saw that authority, okay? So if my dad is always yelling at me and tells me, you make me sick, I hate your guts, then I grow up and I start to perceive an authoritative figure called a Jesus, a supreme being who has power to do everything. How do I view him? Is a sweet, loving guy or the same authoritative? He's mad, yeah. he hates me, he's angry. Yeah. So I tell people, if you're going to use a belief system, please start thinking about a Jesus Christ who loves you no matter what you've ever done. I believe that in Romans chapter 8, he says, there's nothing that you can ever do that will separate my love from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That can be a very, very powerful thing in mm-hmm. helping that little girl know that she's loved no matter what, yes. even if she made a mistake. So yes. I'd like you to pretend then that you have that inside of you. Okay. With him there now, I'd like you to turn to the perp again and say, I'm learning the greatest gift I've been given next to my eternal life.
0: I'm learning that the greatest gift given to me next to my eternal life
2: is free agency.
0: Is free agency.
2: The world can do what it will to me physically.
0: The world can do what it will to me physically. But I
2: have agency. But I have agency. And I decide what I think.
0: And I decide what I think.
2: And I'm not giving you space in my brain
0: anymore. And I'm not giving you space in my
2: brain. I'm not going to be captive to you any longer.
0: I'm not going to be captive to you any longer.
2: The guy in the black hat thinks he can make me captive forever.
0: The guy in the black hat thinks he can make me captive forever.
2: But he can't.
0: But he can't.
2: Unless I allow him.
0: Unless I allow
2: him. When we started this, I asked you, who gave this person the ability to mess with you? I did. So if you truly decide in every fiber of your soul that you're not going to let this earthly experience determine what you think and feel anymore, can you overcome that?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, let's do one more little thing. I
0: mean, it just it doesn't feel very fair. Who decides if this guy is going to affect you? Well, this guy came into my life and I didn't want him in my life. And now I have to get deal, deal with that and get over it. That doesn't sound very fair.
2: It's exactly what this life is, whether it's this kind of trauma or any kind of trauma. The very thing you started with this man, Jack, who sent us this tape today. Guess where we're headed with this perp? The same place down the road. And you can't get free from it. You keep jumping into this. Wait till we get done. That's when you want to slap me and say, you're up in the night, Dad. That's crazy. You ready? Sure. (laughs) So... There's no one who doesn't have trauma. If you have a supreme being that loves you mm-hmm. and has given you this incredible gift, can you imagine him right now standing behind you right there? Yeah. Would you imagine he rests his hand on your shoulder? Okay. You got him there? Mm-hmm. Do you believe in him?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did he give you this gift? Would you say to the perpetrator now, I've been captive to you for. 22 years no more
0: <clears throat> I've been captive to you for 22 years
2: I can give it to him
0: I can give it to him
2: and the amazing thing
0: I mean that's so hard because you're you're in therapy you're not supposed to bring in Jesus Christ <laughs> Are you? I mean, yes. If it's their belief system, system, I
2: ask them. I don't pose it on them. I mean, it
0: feels very good. I feel very emotional. Then use it. That's
2: what I'm asking you to do. And even if they don't, I encourage people to create it and stack up a bunch of anchors. mm -hmm. One lady didn't have Jesus Christ. She stacked up anchors of a a love in the world. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I said, okay, create that and start believing in it. I don't care what you come up with. From my perspective, it's Jesus Christ, but either one can be extremely effective in creating neural pathways of faith in a supreme being or a thing or a woman or whatever that loves and adores and cherishes you and it will empower you. I subscribe to the one that says it's Jesus Christ, it's Father in heaven, it's the Holy Ghost. If that's in your system, use it. If it's not, don't use that. Use something else. But it's the same thing as creating neural pathways by sending more deer down the path of belief in that system. So now let's go back to using yours, because okay. you did tell me you had a belief system okay. as you're pretending this. He's standing behind you now. Mm-hmm. Will he support you in becoming free? Yes. Now let me ask you this, Libby. If you were to go through something as horrible as this, do you believe, do you have enough deer down the trail, that if you give this to him, he'll take it from you. Yes. Now, here comes the amazing thing. And who gets to keep all the wisdom from it? I know. And so I'd like you to say now to the perp,
0: mm-hmm.
2: "You sob,
0: U-S-S-O-B.
2: You traumatized me for 15 years. You
0: traumatized me for 15 years.
2: No more. No more. I've learned to think for myself. I've learned to think for myself. I own the world now.
0: I own the world now.
2: I won't let anybody control what I think and feel anymore.
0: I won't let anybody control what I think and feel
2: anymore. I have a supreme being who loves me. I have a supreme being. Who I loves trust me. him and me.
0: I trust him and The me. Vic-
2: what Victor Frankl taught us, you can do what you will to me physically.
0: You can do what you will to me physically. But I won't let
2: you control what I think. But I
0: won't let you control what I What I
2: think, think and feel is mine now.
0: What I think can fill his mind now.
2: Or the greatest gift, according to David O. McKay. Let's go to Ralph Waldo Emerson. There's at last nothing sacred but the integrity of one's own mind. Let's, that's 1840. Let's jump to 1540. John Milton, the mind is its own place. And of itself can make a heaven of hell. A hell of heaven. And each of us has the potential to do this. And that means that no matter what happens in this world, we can get past it. Now, it's my editorial. A lot of people, as Freud said, let's, let's uh, bury it. Uh, he called it repression. It's called projection. It's called all different kinds of ways of getting free from it. This is my editorial to everybody I treat. You can disagree with me. It has been my experience. You cannot fix anything until you turn the hell to wisdom. And once you have the wisdom, that you have the resolution for the hell you've been through. Okay, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I oh, I was that.
0: just saying Freud recommended to bury it. That was his?
2: Well, he said it, they're called defense mechanisms. He called it repression mm-hmm. or project it, put it on somebody else. Or this, those are all red defensive templates. Oh, okay. Remember DTs? Yeah. That's what he said in 1896 in the 1920s, very popular guru. I, he was genius. He taught us amazing things. Then 60 years later, along came the NLP people, the neurolinguistics, and they taught us, well, he was on to something, but they called them neurological unconscious submodalities. I mean, neurological unconscious defensive template of schematics is what they're called, DTs, defense templates. And that's how we learn to protect ourselves. And and all And they still use red ones. It's me who's now saying... But the white ones are so much more powerful. Yeah. What about agency? What about forgiveness? What about agency? Getting free from these things. Can we really learn to do this in this world? And we can get free from anything. You were going to say.
0: Um, so, is there something you can do to um, make the negative anchors like how you say you hear a song and it makes reminds you of junior high, or you hear a song and it takes you back to an awful place or time. How do you change that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where we're going. You keep taking me away from this. So is it all right if we stay on this for a little bit with the history that you want to change with some music or something okay. else? Let's do this, and, and let's, let's continue on this because we're just getting warmed up. Okay. Okay, we're not done with dealing with trauma. Okay. that brings depression. And, and I'm not talking about just sexual trauma. I'm talking about all trauma, that all trauma has the potential to teach us incredible things. And once we get the wisdom out of it, we can learn from that. And that's what you do. You take back to the child what you learn from that. For instance, when I asked that victim, what have you learned from this? Well, nothing. I hate him. He ruined my life. Think about it. Did you learn something? Well, I learned about the prurient interest of men, what asses men can be doing those horrible, horrible things. Yeah, yeah, you learn that. Do you have a greater uh, way to protect yourself, Uh, a better way to be concerned about those kinds of things? Do you understand a better understanding of red and white? Are you more powerful now than you've ever been before because of what you've been through? Are you stronger? Is this making sense? Uh-huh. So that's what you do. And then what you do is you take that information and you go by this, the, find the 16-year-old or the 22-year-old and you say to her, I've learned these things from the 22 years of hell you've put me through this. And I want to tell you about this. I've learned this and I've learned this and I've learned this and I've learned this. So let's do this for a minute, okay? Okay. Let's go to your question now. Okay. Something, some bad music. Same deal that I'm talking about. We'll, we'll use it with music. Okay. Will you go to the music for a minute? A bad song?
0: Okay. You there? Yeah.
2: Where are you? How old are you?
0: I guess I'll make something up. Oh, I didn't okay. like have a specific <laughs> okay. um I was just thinking like of somebody who had been sexually abused. Like maybe there was a song playing. Yes. So every time they hear that song, yes, then they want to crawl out of their skin. Exactly. So how can so, they so, deal so with
2: that? I'd like to be okay. her, let's okay. say okay, so there's go back to when it happened. Okay. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. Find the little girl, walk in. If yes. you'd like, you can do lots of things. I'd like you to just imagine walking and grab the guy by the throat and throw him through the wall. Okay. Okay? Just in your imagery. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I can't do that. I don't have the power to do this. I had one lady who developed ballet shoes, and she got on her toes and danced across the floor, do, 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 circling, and bumped the guy, and he went right through the wall like in a cartoon, and he's laying out on the street, and a, and a fire truck comes along and runs over the top of him and squishes him. Okay. That's all she did, and she's... <laughs> And now she's laughing about that incident, and every time it comes, or let's say you go back and find the little girl, go into the let, let, let's say it's uh it's in the kitchen, okay? okay you walk into the kitchen, maybe it's the father that beat up the the daughter or something and not not sexual abuse or it can be anything, but who's gonna rescue that little girl? Can you go to a time in your life right now when you were hurting or sad? You got a time like that? if it's too personal
0: <laughs> i don't know i have a really good life No, so i'm just okay. kidding um okay yeah i got one
2: okay where are you in that picture
0: in my bedroom
2: okay would you picture you you're this now beautiful 42 now
0: mm-hmm. no you- i'm 39 oh my gosh holy cow <laughs> anyway i
2: got you still back I'm, in the role play for now a minute i'm ago. currently <laughs> okay, in my dad's
0: okay. space <laughs>
2: You're 39. Here you are, this beautiful 39-year-old Libby. I'd like you to walk into the little girl's room, okay? Okay. Sit on the bed, Mm -hmm. and I'd like you to pick her up Mm -hmm. and give her a squeeze. Maybe even mess her hair up a little bit. And then I'd like you to just whisper to her, Libby, I'm going to love you and take care of you forever.
0: Libby, I'm going to love you and take care of you forever.
2: Now, just imagine right now, if you can, how would that little girl feel having you sitting there? And you can even say, I'm you, if she's 6, I'm you 30, what's that, 36 years from now. Yeah. How's the little girl feeling now? Good. Okay, and now let's do some more. There's all kinds of things. I have people bring a friend. The one I use a lot, I think I may have told you this story, but I have me giving myself a little hug on the end of the street when I was hugging the dog because my mother had died. I picture myself hugging little Craig. And then walking from behind Charlie Barnes' house is Jesus Christ. And he walks over, and as he walks over, he says,
1: Shall we chug? Mm
2: -hmm. So would you have you and Jesus sit on the other side of the bed and you and Jesus Christ give little Libby a hug Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and let Jesus Christ, there's nothing you can do that can ever stop me from loving you. Mm -hmm. How's she feeling now? Uh, Good. Now that's just one. You can do all kinds of characterological issue in your imagery to the neurological system, reality and pretend and fantasy. There, there's four parts. Okay, yeah. We talked about that. All of those things are still creating neural pathways. And so by using those things, you can create things now. If you stay out of touch with reality, we sometimes refer to that as psychosis, and some people go into states of psychosis because to be psychotic, it's the safest place for me to be. And I'm never going to come out of psychosis, and they get sent to the state hospital. I've treated a number of people who've come from the state hospital, diagnosed with schizophrenia, but when they learn to empower the little girl who was so horribly, horribly traumatized so many years ago, guess what? I've learned ways of protecting me. Do I need to be psychotic anymore to protect myself? What works for me more is to become empowered. Maybe believe in somebody that will help me with this. Or I'll help the little girl that went through all that horrible trauma from uncle and grandpa and grandpa. I think I told you those stories before. Mm-hmm. So you can fix anything using your mind. When we talked a long time ago, this thing's called the cup. Whose job is it to fill Craig's cup? Craig's. Can I ask for help from people? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can I leave it with you and just have the cup filled and I'll pick it up on Friday? No. I still have to learn to fix it myself. Mm -hmm. So the three, the, the parts are this. One, the recognition. Two, the sense of feelings that went on. Three, the horrible trauma, the victimization, the wrongness, the terribleness. The fourth part then is freedom. I'm getting free and I will be free. There's also gratitude. I've learned so much from that. I can't mm-hmm. believe all the incredible things I've learned from that. And it's even a time, as you heard the man start with this gratitude? Look what I've learned.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, a long time in my life, I really hated my mother.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I despised your, her. Your stepmother. My stepmother. And I got free from her. Mm-hmm. And then I started to love her. And when I think about her now, I love her. I can't tell you in words how much I love her because look at the incredible things I learned from all of the stuff that she had to go through. I'm sorry she had to go through all that. I love her. I I hope she understands how much I love her. And I hope I'm grateful for all of this horrible stuff that has taught me the incredible things that there's no matter what you go through, you can learn from it. Does that happen in one session? No. So you've got to rescue the child. You've got to get free from the perpetrator. You have to become empowered. And then you rescue the child. Having a supreme being, it can be an incredibly valuable part of this.
0: Yeah, it almost feels like because people's trauma is so sensitive and fragile, like, giving all the steps in a 45 minute podcast is
2: six months of therapy. Yeah. It's like, it's like
0: if I had severe trauma, I might be listening to this being like, whatever, like, give me a break. Like that'll ever happen because it can happen, but yes, it's time and work and work and time and processing and emotion. And it's heavy and hard and, and amazing. It can be, you
2: know. So. Do you mean there's, even though it might take years, how many years did it take me to get free from some of the stuff that I went through?
0: 73.
2: I, I, I was filled with Wait, hatred. you're 80?
0: Are you 80 now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I I was filled with all of that rage and anger from the time I was 8 when my mother died. I didn't start to understand that till I was well into my 30s. So what is that? 25 years before I just started to understand it. And and then it just didn't come all at once. And it still comes. It, there's not a day that goes by that patients in my office don't teach me more. This is what we do. And how do we do it? We learn from all of this experience. I think you made the t-shirt, right? Aren't you selling a t-shirt now? Turning crap to wisdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what we do with everything. And once you've turned it to wisdom. You can actually have gratitude for the incredible insights and wisdoms that you see. Every once in a while, someone in my office will say thank you to me, and I laugh. I giggle, and I say, well, thank you. That's nice. But sometimes, I, 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 it's not that I get irate, but I say, I didn't teach you this. I, you came and saw me, and I walked you through the steps, but what taught you this is this gut-wrenching hell you've been through these last four years, mm-hmm. that you've been in therapy. And that's what you've done. It's all of this that has brought you these incredible things, that these difficulties that we go through. Well, do you remember the little girl in the back of the police car? And I said, why aren't we live? She goes, well, I, I have to go through stuff. Why? So I can learn stuff. What? I was so horribly angry about the horrible abuse that this father put this little girl. I was ready to go out the house and... Because I was put in her in protective custody, I was taken to shelter, and I was going to go and have a chat with that father and rip his head off and test it well. All the things. <laughs> I was so irate and so angry, and an 8-year-old girl informed me that in nineteen 1976, 70, 78 It just blew me out of the saddle. And I was filled with rage about those 13 children that had been beat or burned to death in that last in that 11-month period. I was crazy because I had to cover all the hospitals back then. I was filled with this. It didn't happen overnight. They said, okay, I'm going to forgive them, and I'm thankful that they killed all those kids, so I learned so much. But over the years, I came to see, look at the incredible things we learn, And if we can understand this whole process that we've talked about in one session— That may take us 10 years or six months. It may take us a short time or a long time. Let's talk about children that I've seen who've been through horrible trauma at 10. And three months later, the sister comes in and says, well, I used to hate my dad, but now... I love my dad. I just don't like his purple stuff because my sister, the 10-year-old went home and told the 13-year-old what she learned about you don't have to let the purple stuff mess with you. And she said, so that doesn't mess with me anymore. And I figured, and I can even love my dad because I've learned a lot from it. And I'm, I'm going to learn more from it. Da, 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 da. The sis 10-year-old had told the 13-year-old, only saw the 13-year-old a couple of times. And mom says, I have my children back. What happened? I said, well, I think what they did is they got free from it. They turned it to wisdom, and they decided they can still love their daddy, even though their daddy did these horrible things.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: Some people take – it took me – I wish I could tell you – it took me well over 20 years to even get started in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to even get started, that's – to even realize there's a problem. People don't – yeah.
2: so For me, the best defensive template that I learned was hatred. Because if somebody hurt me, I can hate. Ugh. And hate and anger and resentment protected me. I had to learn to get free is the greatest DT yeah. or the greatest gift. And then the greatest commandment, love your neighbor, love yourself, love the Savior. And then the greatest promise, Craig, no matter, Craig, Libby, no matter what you ever do, I'll never stop loving you. Which that upset me, too, because if he can say that to me, he even loves those people who did those atrocities that I had to deal with, those eight years of child-protecting services. And he loved them. Like this fellow that you opened, Where do we call him, Dan, Jack, whatever, that started today. What you had played. This guy's already learning this. What a remarkable man. Thank you that he's come to this, this, this soon. I cheer him. Yep,
0: pretty awesome.
2: Well, I had Hi. about a bunch of cases I was going to talk about, but I think we've covered it enough, haven't we? Yeah, family. we've done good. Okay, you okay. did a good job, Thanks, Libby. Sorry, sorry, I picked that. Oh I, I told my it. gosh,
0: <laughs> I was like feeling like I couldn't get, I couldn't forgive the person because I want to protect. I'm playing the role of a victim, and I want to protect the victim, so I'm like, no. Get up! I don't know. It was weird, but anyway. Yeah, are you, stuff.
2: who's going to protect that girl inside of you? She now? has to. Or I. Or I. Going to. And can you protect her now? Yeah. No matter what the world does to you physically, will you be able to handle it? Say, I can climb through this? Yeah. Viktor Frankl, and Viktor Frankl said, We can't do this without Auschwitz. You can't get it out of the book. When I heard him speak four months before he died, he talked about this. And he said, The Auschwitzes are, he says, are gods using multiple gods offers us multiple Auschwitzes to teach us these principles.
1: That's cool. We have have to
2: go through the. That's Viktor Frankl, Jewish guy in Poland. Remember the guy who was in the Auschwitz? Oh, I know. Go read the Search for Meaning.
0: Man, Search for Meaning.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Okay, thanks, Dad. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for chiming in today. Or you didn't chime in for listening to us chime (laughs) for 50 minutes. Have a great week. And... Hopefully we'll get you one more out before the holidays, but who knows? Okay, have a good day. We'll see ya. Thanks, you guys.